0: We're back. We're back on the trade show floor, CWCB Expo. It's day two. Um, I'm Nick. My producer Frank and I have had the most incredible day, and that incredible day just keeps getting better and better and more interesting. And, and by that, I mean, a gentleman stops by our place, starts talking to us, and we figure out that he. Uh, operates in the same area that Frank and I do down in the great first state, which is not first when it comes to cannabis, but we'll talk about that later. We'll get there. It's not. Yeah, we're, we're gonna get there. I want to welcome Andrew Straddle of Eternal Hemp Farms. Thank you for joining us today. It is such a pleasure to be here. Thanks for having me. We really appreciate you coming on. Now, um, as far as the, this kind of atmosphere goes, Andrew, first time?
1: This is my first time at an expo.
0: Let's 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 hear the thoughts.
1: Uh, it's a little bit overwhelming. I'm not gonna <laughs> lie to you. This place is enormous and. Uh, I am a, let's call it a native New Yorker. I lived in New York for about 12 years. Okay. Um, and uh, I'm from the Jersey Shore, so we're just gonna call it native New Yorker. There you go. And I've driven by the Javits Center every time they've had a Comic-Con, not realizing how big this is inside. Unbelievable. Um, so you walk inside and it's, you're just kind of hit in the face with uh, all of these different booths. All of them are really interesting. You want to <laughs> say hi to everybody. Yeah, you, to, do. Yes. you do, you
0: do. You want to make every connection you can meet. And it, it's funny, you know, uh, when I was in my past life as a, as a high school lit teacher, for 13 years i'd only been in this building one time and it was for a, a uh, council of the teachers of english convention totally different vibe my I man think, i would
1: think i would <laughs> think it would be very quiet in there.
0: it was a lot of talking about thoreau some hawthorne conversations oh it was wild you know um, i heard a lot
1: of people talking about that over at the mess hall area okay, but no, hall? It was just a i'm gonna head over there right
0: afterwards i appreciate that <laughs> now <laughs> andrew tell us about eternal hemp farm
1: uh, thanks for asking. Uh, we're really proud of it. Uh, it is an operation that's been around for about a year and a half. Okay. Uh, we're an indoor grow uh, of a o- organic, pesticide-free hemp. Mm. Uh, we grow vertically, so we're built to scale. Um, and we are right now serving genetics companies. Um, so okay. if you have a certain genetics or strain you'd like to uh, have grown at scale, we can certainly do that. We control g- inputs and outputs. Uh, we are climate and uh, climate change and weather resistant. Uh, we are energy efficient. Um, We have done a lot of the, uh, gone through a lot of the headaches to figure out how the system should work. Yeah. uh, And we're really proud of it.
0: That, well, look, that that kind of phrasing, how the system should work, Mm -hmm. is something that's music to my ears. Because as far as the way we want it to work, the way we think it should work, the way it should manifest in the fairest form also involves social equity and that's something that you and I, we kind of see eye to eye, so tell us a little bit about that program that you have.
1: Absolutely, we're really proud of our social equity program as well, so we're uh, we, as you mentioned, are located in an opportunity zone in Wilmington, Delaware uh, and we're really about giving back to the community, so one thing that we're doing uh, is we're making sure that for every couple of uh, pounds of hemp that we're selling, uh, we're also giving away a couple of pounds of produce, that's one thing that we're doing, the second thing that we're doing uh, that uh, is all over our website if you go check it out at eternalhemp.com is our social equity program. We are looking to reduce the recidivism rate in the United States. Thank Um, you. It is, yeah, absolutely. It's out of control and when we're looking at um, a lot of people who are locked up for crimes, um, a lot of them might have been locked up for crimes that are related to cannabis. So we felt like there's a decent tie in and opportunity to uh, help our community. Uh, and our theory is the working theory here is that uh, green jobs for people uh, leaving uh, the jail system will probably prevent people from going back in. No um, doubt. Many crimes are crimes of need.
0: Yeah. And, and let, other than the fact, too, it's just the right thing to do. Absolutely. <laughs> and
1: this is, you know, this is one of those things where you look around here and going back to taking a look at the actual convention here, uh, it, it looks like 1847 out here, right? The gold rush is that 49, <laughs> 1849, right? Uh, the gold rush out here, looks like a completely new industry and everything that we're doing is going to have such a butterfly uh, effect of impacts down the line. So we better start as an industry showing that we can uh, lead the the front and back of the moral. The, the moral standard of, of how we operate moving forward. So uh, I think that's important to do now as we're establishing
0: ourselves as an industry and uh, us at Eternal Hemp as a company. Absolutely and, and it's you with your uh, and I totally buy, you. look, Jersey sure you're a native New Yorker. You're a, you, you, got, you got your street cred. Um, how important was it uh, for you representing uh, Eternal Hemp Farm to be at a uh, at a show like this when we're on the precipice of two really exciting markets uh, coming, to, coming to play with unbelievable
1: uh, unbelievable. And you know what? I'm, I actually think we're at the precipice of a couple of interesting markets at Eternal Hemp, um, being at the indoor vertical farming market, also the hemp uh, and cannabis market. And this right here is effectively our backyard for anybody listening uh, who might not be that familiar with uh, East Coast geography. Mm-hmm. Um, Delaware is not that far from New York, New Jersey. Oh, uh, Not at all. Not whatsoever. I'm from Central Jersey. Uh, it took as long for me to drive here to the Javits Center today as it does to get to Eternal Hemp uh, in Wilmington, Delaware. So more than uh, important for us to be representing in our own backyard. I think it's very important for us to be flying uh, the flag and, and showing some leadership if, if we have the ability to do so. So more than happy to be here and be shaking hands and, and meeting all the great people in the industry.
0: Absolutely, this is the place where you gotta be. Yeah. But it's always cool to, to, to meet somebody who plays in your backyard too. So we're we're going East Coast, we're going Beast Coast with this guest. And uh, before uh, before we leave, how do we get in touch with you? How do we follow you? How do we support your guests?
1: Uh, so so appreciate the ask. Um, you can find us on Instagram at Eternal E-T-E-R-N-E-L Hemp Farms. Uh, Once again, that's E-T-E-R-N-E-L, Hemp Farms. Uh, Or find us on eternalhemp.com. We just got done uh, with a really cool rebrand, and we've got all these great videos explaining who we are, what we do, and why we're doing it. Uh, Really proud of those as well. So if you come check us out, we'd be uh, more than appreciative. Thank you.
0: We're going to be checking it out uh, very, very soon. And I'm I'm so glad to meet somebody uh, of your ilk who who has a a business in Delaware that, that is... Uh, giving back in, in, in more ways than one. So Frank knows my little saying uh, that we usually use at the end of N-Few, as we usually say, we're, we'll see you next time from who, Dela what Delaware. where But it's been my pleasure to talk to Andrew Stadelberger from Eternal Hemp Farms. My friend, I wish you the best. I'll see you next time. Like Wesnick,
1: We'll see you soon. Thank you. Take care.
0: Hello again. It's day two. It's the CWCB Expo. The day just keeps getting better and better because I keep meeting more amazing people and interesting people to talk to, and I want to thank Sinead Bullock for giving me some time today. Welcome, Sinead.
2: Thank you. Tabutne is how we say it here in New York. Tabutne. Tabutne? Yes, thank you.
0: Oh, tabutne. (laughs) I really do appreciate you being here with us. Uh, You're here representing Little Beach Harvest. Um, Could you tell our listeners what it is that you do?
2: So um, I am a tribal citizen of the Shinnecock Nation. Um, I descend from the original inhabitants and the signatories of this land, right on the shores of what most people know as Southampton, Long Island, New York. Um, and I'm very proud to, to, to say that. But I'm also extremely proud to say that my tribe has selected me to be our cannabis business leader. So I am the managing director for Little Beach Harvest, which is our tribal cannabis um, business.
0: So as far as getting out to connect with people in the cannabis community, Sinead, is is this your first show? I imagine it's a very, very important one with what's going on. We have two emerging markets in New Jersey and New York in particular. Um, It it was really important for you to be at this show, I imagine.
2: Oh, yes, it is. Um, I'll have to say that. Um, I've been this this year I've actually been able to make a lot more public appearances I mean our tribe is not new to cannabis I think a lot of people know that sure right? um, but we also actually have been uh, establishing our cannabis business and have established it since 2016 Wow um, back in 2016 um, so but this year I will say this is kind of my first year making any public appearances okay. as um, managing director for Little Beach Harvest um, was able to go to actually RES, which is Reservation Economic Summit. It's a Native American summit. Um, in, it was in Vegas of this year. Okay. And then Native Nations events. So there were a couple of um, conversations regarding cannabis at those places, but really within Indian country. And so now, actually, um, you know, towards the end of part of the year, you have MJ Biz. I was able to um, go to MJ Biz. Um, as a CEO, as a female CEO in, a, in an industry that has what, I think uh, like 8%. I know. <laughs> so you... imagine what I am as a native, <laughs> but, um, but yeah, so that was MJ biz. And now this one just definitely, you know, had to be something on my calendar. Yeah. Um, one, because it is in our homeland. Sure. Um, and two, you know, we are also a part of the uh, industry here in
0: New York. Absolutely. W- w- did, did uh, just on a, a Personal note about you uh, having to travel and get in touch with people, network, and and spread message. How how tough was it the past? I don't know, eighteen months or so with COVID. Did that throw a? Was that a pretty significant roadblock for you, or did you manage to find other ways to communicate?
2: Well, I have to say that you know, there's COVID, but then there was smallpox. Uh, Our people survived smallpox because if they didn't, I wouldn't be here. So we we know how to survive and to maneuver and to get through. Um, a ton of things that are genocide on our people. Um, and so the way we have been able to do that is we've just been able to just stay a community. Yeah. And I'd like to say that, you know, we didn't have significant numbers of COVID cases within our tribe, um, but we were able to just kind of, you know, focus on what it is that the tribe really needs to do, and now we'll be able to implement a lot of those things as, you know, a lot of the mandates have been lifted
0: uh, Understood. Understood, Now. As far as our listening base is concerned, and we're learning a lot uh, today from you, how can we support uh, Shinnecock Nation?
2: Well, there's a lot of ways. Um, I think sometimes people try to think about, well, there's ways to support, but what's in it for me? Um, I but would the agree. thing I like to say, because when you, when you, you say Shinnecock, is Shinnecock essentially translates to people of the stony shores. And we live on the stony shores of what is known as Long Island. And if something happens to the Shinnecock people, then the question is what happens to those stony shores? So supporting us is actually supporting the environment. Absolutely. uh, As we we still are the stewards of that environment in that particular area. And that shoreline connects to the rest of the world. Um, So supporting us can look like so many different things. One, when it comes to cannabis, um, advocate for us To make sure that there are, um, there is something in black and white um, on the state side in the regulations regarding where tribes are in this industry. Because right now there isn't really anything that points to where we are in Mm -hmm. this industry. We know where we are, but sometimes there has to be a reminder of where we are. And so those that are, whether they are licensees on the state side, advocates, um, you know, lobbyists, um, people that just really want to support the environment. There's so many different ways, but the biggest way is to just speak up and echo what it is that we're doing. You know, um, get to know some of the tribal communities. And sometimes getting to know us and developing that relationship answers better the specific of how to support and what that specific call to action is. Um, I hope that answers.
0: No, that's that's wonderfully well phrased. It's beautifully articulated. And I think you used a word that I've always taken from uh, just the, the wonderful spirituality of Native people is stewardship. The, the, that's why we're here. We're not here to use up the earth and make it work for us. We're mm-hmm. here to take care of this thing. And I've always gotten, that's where I've gotten that healthy Centering, I think, yeah, and, and uh, I want to thank you for that and for bringing that up. Uh, is there a way we can get in touch with you or, or anything we can follow on social media?
2: Yes, thank you for um, throwing me that alley oop. <laughs> oh,
0: uh, I didn't mean to do. No, that.
2: that's awesome. This oh. is great. This is wonderful. <laughs> no, alley oops are great because that means it's a team. Oh
0: yeah yeah yeah. I thought you. I thought <laughs> you were five. talking. About, I thought you were talking about. I was trying to get rid of you. I was like, and no no no. Let's no. get those messages out. That's there. what I'm
2: saying. Yeah. <laughs> slam. Well, now I can slam dunk it. My Okay. Saying, follow us, on. right? Follow us on uh, at Little Beach Harvest. And that's literally just Little Beach Harvest, at Little Beach Harvest on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. But you can also visit www.littlebeachharvest.com. And all of those particular areas are where you're going to see the updates, see the how to support, where to support. This month, because it's Native American Heritage Month, we are actually putting a lot more information about what's going on with Shinnecock, the history of our community. Um, You know, next week we have um, veterans day coming up and of course you have the national week of Mourn, um when our ancestors um, unfortunately were a part of that genocide during that time because we're sister tribes to the tribes in new england um so we're going to put a lot of those historical things going out through little beach harvest uh instagram and then you can also follow me um on instagram too and that's at natui usqua which is n-e-t-o-o-e-u-s-q-u-a it's a It means butterfly woman, so.
0: I love that. I love it. Well, look, it is Native American Heritage Month. We're going to be following you. Uh, We're going to get on the website and see ways that we can support you, and I mean that. Uh, It's a a cause that's dear to the heart, and I I, I support you 100%. Uh, And can I ask you one more thing? Could you repeat how to say thank you uh, for me? Tabutne. Tabutne, because uh, it's been an absolute honor to talk with you. Thank you for your time.
2: Thank you so much.
0: Take care, Shanae. Thank you. Hello once again from the trade show floor of CWCB Expo here in New York City. It is day two, and uh, in the in the morning, I had a fascinating conversation, and, and that person I talked to, Glenn, uh, promised me that we could continue the conversation and have somebody that could come on there that could articulate things in, in a bold new way. So I am very, very honored uh, to have Allison Gutkowski here of HCD Research. Allison, welcome.
3: Thank you so much, and thank you for having
0: me. Oh, thank you for giving us your time. Um, it's day two, the, the floor is buzzing. What, what do you think so far? Because Allison was just telling me off air that it is her first uh, cannabis trade show experience. So what's the floor read like for you so far?
3: Um, very impressive, very uh, diverse yeah. in the types of companies here. So I'm seeing representation from smaller companies, larger companies from accountants to growers to security companies so it's been really interesting because you get to see every single corner of this industry.
0: You certainly do and there's always at least one booth I walk past where I think huh I I didn't know that 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 a place in our community, and it does, and it's really cool to, to find those new pockets of, of, of uh, activity in cannabis, and that's why I'm so excited to have you here. So could you tell us a little bit about what HCD Research does?
3: Sure. So, so we are a consumer research house. So we're basically looking to get the consumer perception or experience with different products or marketing and communications. But we go a little bit further than just simply doing interviews or online surveys. And we're using different applied neuroscientific methods. So whether that be um, EEG caps, looking at physiology, for example, heart rate when we're experiencing different products, uh, but also psychological tools and validated psychological methods uh, to really understand from start to finish how are we experiencing these products? How can we optimize that experience? And especially when we're thinking about the different intention of the product. So if it's a relaxation product or an energizing focus product, we can really tailor our exploration and investigation to make sure the products are actually doing what we think that they're doing.
0: Absolutely, so we have some sort of efficacy. Uh, You know, there's something here that I think is going to help people. I don't know, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think that the work that you're doing is gonna do a great deal uh, for the cannabis community at large because in a way, all of your research, all your all that data is going to help end the stigma around this plant, you know, and, and and sort of educate, which we we're in dire need of.
3: Yeah, and it's been really interesting for us to investigate this space because there's such a broad range of consumer knowledge just about this space, and whether they're using products right now or not using products, the knowledge base is very. So there's consumers that do not know anything about it and those that are really educated. And for us, we need to understand what are their needs, whether they are very educated in this space and the ingredients um, or not. How can we talk to them and destigmatize? This industry and just give them products that work for them and things that they need and solutions that they're looking for.
0: Absolutely, and a a natural solution sometimes for things that have been plaguing people for years.
3: Absolutely, and we tend to be that bridge between what the consumer needs, what their wants are, and then the companies that are actually putting out those products. So helping them really understand what does that consumer want, what are their experiences with the products that they have, oftentimes these products are not widely tested with the consumer right. to make sure that what we intend and develop them by is actually being experienced by the masses. So for example, if we have a product that is um, marketed for relaxation, we wanna make sure that that consumer experience, when they actually take the product, right? they have those expectations as they are in the store, they're buying these packages that it says, I should be expecting to be relaxed from that. Right. We wanna make sure that that actual product experience meets the promise that they were given on the package. And really creating this harmonious experience from sale to ex- to use.
0: Absolutely, because right now I think a lot of people rely on, well, I trust this farm. Uh, I, it's supposed to put me to sleep. It's much, much different ballgame when you guys come in.
3: Right, and I mean, I will not uh, downplay the placebo effect and what sure. we can do um, just with the power of our minds and expectation is a, is a really powerful tool. But as this market grows, the consumer's going to start expecting more of their products, and efficacy is a huge thing.
0: Absolutely. So um, thinking of consumers and thinking ahead, we're here uh, sort of on the cusp of two very, um, not even interesting, I think everyone's just excited about the emerging New York, New Jersey market. <laughs> so what, what brought you to this show? What, what made you say, gotta go check this out?
3: Sure, so for us in the consumer research world, from my perspective, In the last two years, it has exploded. So prior to, truly prior to the pandemic, there was not a lot of requests or discussions within the consumer world or the consumer research world about cannabis related products. And in the past two years, we have seen a huge shift. And what we need to, first of all, be is present at these conferences so that we can give these wonderful companies that are creating products the tools that they need to create better products, because that's what we're in the business of, is giving these companies the tools and the knowledge and the insights to create better products, create pay- better services, packaging, communications, and really kind of bridge that gap between the consumer and the product.
0: Absolutely, and I, speaking on behalf of consumers, we, we appreciate the kind of work that you're doing. We certainly appreciate you taking the time to talk to us today, Allison. And can you tell us how uh, you know our listeners, if anyone wants to get in touch with ACD Research, Uh, How do we contact you?
3: Sure. So we're very prolific um, through our YouTube channel, through our website. So our website is hcdi.net. You can find us on YouTube, LinkedIn, Twitter. Um, We host a lot of educational sessions around this space. So actually coming up this December, we are hosting an expert panel of individuals from different walks of life in the cannabis industry. Um, So it can be individuals from, for example, the ASTM, those that... uh, own research facilities, end clients, so those from very large cannabis companies, and they're talking about consumer research in this space because it's very difficult to conduct research, especially with sure. product, um, and it's a wild west, and there's not very clear guidelines, which is very, is very difficult to try to navigate. So we're having an expert conversation this December, and again, you can find out more information if you just visit our site at www.hcdi.net. Um, but just continuing this conversation, basically, with different experts in this space.
0: So the December panel, we do, do we have a date for that yet?
3: Um, it's between two dates right now, but okay. I want to say December 9th.
0: Okay, looking like December 9th. We're, we're certainly going to check back in on the website. That is a panel that is definitely uh, of interest to me yeah. and, and, and my team here at The Sales Joint. Allison, thank you so much for your, your uh, expertise, your wisdom, and your generosity for joining us today.
3: All right, thank you so much. We appreciate it. We'll thank see you, you next time. Bye
0: back on the trade show floor at CWCB Expo. It's day two. Um, We're having a great day so far, and I'm absolutely honored that I'm joined uh, by Ed Foy of Cannabis Licensing, LLC. Ed, welcome to Infused.
4: Hey, thanks for having
0: me on. We're really glad to be here. And I was just talking to Ed before we got started, and I asked... I asked him if it was, you know, his first time at CWCV Expo. if he'd been at other shows before? And this is your first experience, Ed?
4: Yes, yes, it is.
0: And, and what do you think so far?
4: This is fantastic. You know, showing all of the different types of products and services, and just all the, you know, the excitement. It's. Um it's a great experience.
0: It really is. And I one thing I like about CWCD Expo uh, in particular is it's so, um, it's industry driven. There's not a lot of the bells and whistles of, oh, you got to get to this after party to meet this guy because they're not on the floor. Everybody who's playing, everybody who's in is somewhere at this show and is going to be at this show in the next three days. So we're so glad that you're here. And we want to know more about what Cannabis Licensing LLC is doing right now.
4: Sure. So what we're doing is we're taking companies that are looking to be licensed in New York. And what we do is we take everyone through a proprietary four-step process, right? So the first step is going to be the initial consultation. Mm -hmm. Here we're going to ask, who are you? uh, What's drawn you to the space? What type of capital you're bringing with you? And what your preferred license is. Okay. And so we're going to ask. And, you know, it it might be a time where we're going to go over a little bit of education, a little bit of vetting, um, just to make sure that this is a realistic venture that we're going to all jump into
0: together. Absolutely, and, and my God, it's so good that you're doing that kind of vetting too. Because the, the, the worst thing in the world would be somebody who's incredibly passionate about this business, incredibly passionate about the plant, but just finds themselves riddled with debt because they shouldn't have played the game to begin with.
4: Yeah, you know, and, and I'm hoping that New York isn't going to have a, a similar story that other states have had in the licensing, you know, realm. I know that a lot of people are having a little bit of issues with Jersey right now. Um, yeah. you know the municipalities are kind of. Um, they're kind of flexing their, their muscles a bit, which yeah. the, the benefit is, is in New York, you're not going to have that type of um, back and forth. You know, I think New York saw c- what California was doing, and they really pulled it outside of the discretion of these municipalities. They can opt out. They can opt out it up until the end of this year. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's pretty much it. Other than that, it's time, place, manner regulation, and, you know, I'm a licensed attorney. So, you know, we're just going to be trying to be as conscious of, of what's going on and, and who's going to be as friendly as possible for our clients.
0: Right, right. So as far as people that contact you right now, Ed, what, what's the like the number one thing, the, the thing you get most or the, the the application people ask about the most? Well
4: a lot of people are really interested in the dispensary retail license. Okay. You know, I just want to make sure that they're prepared for it because there's a lot of tax obligations there. Absolutely. And they need to know about that. And that's you know, for instance once we go for our, our first step where we talk about the license, the next step is we build out a business plan for Oh, good. All of our business plans are narrowly tailored to your specific license, and now we're organizing you. We're making sure you have the right amount of capital to actually bring you into implementation. There might be some carrying costs if you have to take on commercial property and wait around for that license to be approved. So once we're from there, the next step is we're making sure we're referring you to many of the people that are going to be here today at the Javits Center so that you're strengthening your application with all of the, you know, the different vendors that are well-seasoned in this space. So and that goes on the application, which is
0: the fourth and final step. Absolutely. So when people do ask you, let's say the retail license, for an example. um, do, what's the standard? Do you know the timetable or how long the, 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 that process is right now?
4: Yeah. So, you know, right now we're hoping that, you know, New York passed their law, uh, the Mortgage Regulation Taxation Act mm-hmm. in March 2021. Um, we're hoping that that was a framework. We're hoping that the regulations were then going to be dropped hopefully sometime in January, which is then going to fill in that framework. Hoping maybe applications we're going to see sometime in the second quarter. Um, and New York's projecting f- October to be the first approved license, but we'll see.
0: Uh, that's something to stay tuned for. Certainly. I, I know a lot of people are anxiously awaiting that. Um, let us let us know how can our listeners because I know a bunch of people that couldn't get to New York, they'd made the decision to go to the show in, in Vegas and couldn't do the travel. How can people that are interested get in touch with you?
4: Yeah, so, look, visit us online at CannabisLicensing.com. We've got a ton of information there to really kind of catch you up to New York. If, um, if you're not already caught up, uh, you can email us, obviously, at info at CannabisLicensing.com. You know, we're, we're looking to talk to whoever one is interested in this space.
0: Awesome. Well, we, we appreciate you talking to us today and taking the time. Ed Foy, Cannabis Licensing, LLC. It's been a pleasure talking with you, my man. Thanks, Nick. I really appreciate it. All right. You enjoy the rest of the show. Thank you so much.
2: Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows.
0: I'm Josh Kincaid, capital markets analyst and host of your cannabis business podcast, The Talking Hedge, and newest member on PodCon X. So come on over and check out The Talking Hedge. We talk about business news, interviews, investments, events. All that stuff. So come nerd out with me over at The Talking Hedge. You can find me at thetalkinghedgepodcast.com or on all your favorite podcast platforms. Don't forget to like, share, and subscribe. Or don't. And I'm out.